0: Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending November 12th, 2021. I'm Chris Powell. Today I'm joined by investment strategy analyst, Bei Chin Lin. Bei chen happy Friday. And I know I'm a few months late, but welcome to the Market Week in Review team. Thanks, Chris. Happy to be here and happy to you, Friday to you as well. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you and thanks for taking the time this morning. So I know we have two major topics to touch on. Let's say we jump in. So starting off, inflation continues to print at an unusually high level. The debate of transitory versus permanent has taken on life and not just in the U.S., but globally as well. Can you dig in more to what these headline figures mean and any watch points to consider going forward? Sure thing, Chris. You're absolutely right. We are
1: seeing upticks in the inflation print. So, for example, this week in the U.S., we saw CPI rise by 6.2 percent year over year. Now, that is the highest reading that it's been since the early 1990s. And to your point, this is not just an American phenomenon. We saw that the Chinese factory-gate inflation data rose to its highest level in 26 years. Earlier in the month, we had inflation data out out of the Eurozone, and that also rose to record high. And in October, we had data from Canada, which was also at a relatively high level. So we're seeing this global trajectory of an increase in the inflation rate. And the other thing that you're seeing is that inflation is starting to broaden out into Different sectors. So earlier, we had seen inflation remain concentrated in sectors like aviation, travel, largely due to the rebound in demand after COVID. But now we're starting to see inflation spread out into sectors like food, energy, shelter, cars. So it's definitely something that consumers are noticing and investors are noticing as well. When the U.S. CPI data came out, we saw market equity markets drop by about 0.8% here in the U.S., and we saw Treasury yields climb by about 12 basis points. Now, later this week, we did see equity markets recover somewhat, but Treasury yields still remain elevated relative to where they were earlier in the week. And we also saw that gold and Bitcoin prices are at relatively high levels as well. What this is telling us is that, The economic fundamentals are still strong. The U.S. is still expecting above-trend GDP growth for this year, but investors are becoming increasingly more worried about inflation. And as a result, they're adapting their investment positions to try to capture some excess return by investing in those sectors that might benefit if inflation were to continue to remain elevated. Now, our view is that the inflation is still largely caused by temporary bottlenecks some supply chain issues, as well as some labor force participation issues that should alleviate as we continue into 2022. But it's definitely going to be important for investors to watch not only the headline data, but also whether the inflation is continuing to spread out into different different sectors and also see how some of the central banks might react. So for example, in December, we're gonna get an FOMC meeting, and it'll be important to see what Chairman Powell says about the future path of interest rates, whether he gives any hint about when liftoff might come.
0: So sticking with the macro theme and really what's happening in Washington, let's talk about the US fiscal policy. I know last week we had the infrastructure bill pass, and next on the docket is the alliterative Build Back Better bill. We're approaching mid November, and the due date on our debt ceiling punch is only a few weeks away. What's your take on the impact and chances of bipartisanism amidst the holidays?
1: Sure, Chris. Great question. So, starting off with the bipartisan infrastructure bill, as you mentioned, that was passed last week. Now, we did see six Democratic representatives vote against that bill, but that was offset by 13 Republicans who decided to join the Democrats. In supporting that piece of legislation and hopefully because of the 1.2 trillion dollars in infrastructure funding we're going to see some alleviation in those supply chain bottlenecks which should hopefully help to bring down some of those inflationary pressures in terms of the spending bill that one is always an interesting one to watch because we are continuing to see debate and disagreement even within the democratic party so initially the build back better Act was supposed to be about $6 trillion in size, but now it's been cut down to only about $1.75 trillion in size. And you're still seeing senators like Joe Manchin express some concerns about the sizing of the bill. And even some moderate House Democrats are saying that they want to see Congressional Budget Office scores before they agree to vote for the bill. So it'll be important to see how that gets resolved going forward. And then the other point you mentioned, the debt ceiling. What happened earlier in the year was that the Republicans and the Democrats compromised and agreed to extend funding for the federal government and raise the debt ceiling through December 3rd. Now, December 3rd is only a few weeks away, and Senator McConnell has made it clear that the Republicans don't want to try to help the Democrats raise the debt ceiling. The Democrats would need to do this on on their own. It is possible that Senator McConnell might compromise or the Democrats might compromise And historically, debt ceiling increases have always been a a bipartisan issue. It's always been raised without issue. But in the last 10 years, we have seen more brinksmanship to come. Now, I do want to emphasize that I think no one, whether they're a Democrat or Republican, wants to see the United States default. And ultimately, we think things will be worked out. But there is a potential for increased market volatility as December 3rd draws near.
0: Well, it sounds like it'll be quite an eventful end of the year for all of us. So I know we'll we'll be paying attention. I think that covers everything for our time today. Thank you for your insights, Faye Chin, and to our listeners. I hope you enjoy the upcoming weekend. Stay safe and take care.